Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. Yeah, it's wonderful to be back with all of you. I was really looking forward to this. It's been too long. Um, I actually had a wonderful opportunity to be on a personal retreat, which is not something I get to do very often these days. And it was um, wonderful. Uh, so I'm enjoying just uh, being here. And um, just let yourself settle in right now. First, I'd like to welcome all of you back today who've been here before and any newcomers, welcome. Um, so glad you could, you could be here truly for yourself, for your, everyone and for all being. Um, I'd like to thank the volunteers, especially for their support without which I wouldn't be able to offer these gatherings. Um, we have oh, a number of volunteers that have trained to help out in the way that Corey and Lisa are today and, um, and Trey. And if you are interested, it's really quite nice to be a part of our little teamwork every week and invite you to uh, participate. If you're interested, just simply email us email my assistant Shannon at the Clearwater Sangha email address. And if you're interested in, in helping out occasionally, uh, we'd love to have you, uh, I'd love to have you join me and us to help out. So if that's something that calls you, you're interested in, just let us know and we'll get back to you. Okay. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. The next satsang will be next week on the 13th of November. And then I'll be taking, uh, I'll be off a couple of weeks because of Thanksgiving and something else. So then I'll be back on December 4th. Um, and the other thing to mention is there's another three-day retreat, online retreat scheduled uh, for January. It's not on the website yet, I don't think. Uh, for January, it might be, but it's for January 21st to 23rd. Uh, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And... Um, if you've been on them, you know how wonderful they are and effective and um, and extraordinarily convenient that you can be wherever you want to be for the retreat as long as you have good internet or phone connection. And um, I hope you can join me then. I really look forward to the retreats. They're, I'm amazed at how profoundly effective they are and how supportive they are of the individual and also in the group um, energetic uh, potency that happens here. Okay. Um, so if you need to settle in, just settle in, find a place or position that you can rest and be relaxed and comfortable yet alert and present. 
you need to take a few deep breaths to help settle your mind and calm your body, that's often very helpful. And allow yourself to simply be here. Whatever may be weighing on your heart or moving through your nervous system or your mind or your deep connectedness giving your gentle attention to what's present for you right now. Bringing attention away from the busy mind of concluding and comparing and judging and analyzing and worrying. Come back, bring your attention back to where it's calling you to be, which is right here in your own heart, in your own belly, in your own body, in your own being. As your nervous system naturally settles and relaxes, you may notice more, even things under the surface that you haven't felt. Reactions even coming up. Gently paying attention to that without conclusion, without thinking about it, without getting caught in thinking about it. Thinking happens automatically, so let go of the judgments if you think you're not doing very well. In terms of how you're paying attention, just pay attention whatever way you're able to right now. and bring a kindness and a gentleness and a sensitivity to yourself. So you can naturally relax. You can naturally open. You can naturally let go. And you can naturally allow the deeper aliveness of your being to come into the foreground.
if you've wandered off or gotten distracted or sidetracked, that's not a problem. Just notice that that happened and see if you can let go of any reactions around it. And then just come back. Bring yourself back with tenderness and ease. So you cultivate your natural ease of being, which is your birthright to simply be fully here and alive, free of everything else. It's fine to get distracted. That happens naturally. The mind is just what it does. <laughs> Don't give your heart, yourself a hard time about it. <laughs> Just bring yourself, however it works for you, back and relax. Give up trying to be here. Give up trying to be conscious. <laughs> Give up trying to meditate. Just hang out kick back and be. Our perspective, our attitude actually can be quite important in terms of how we are able to either see and hear and follow our authentic inner unique guidance or not. That authentic unique inner guidance is available to each and every one of us all of the time. Question is how often are we actually really aligned with it? How often are we authentically really listening seeing, feeling, and deeply, intuitively knowing that. <laughs> um, only you know the answer. 
to that. We often think we are. The ego and our beliefs often project onto reality. And then we are unknowingly deluded and run down all kinds of pathways that are, well, ultimately learning experiences that are important, that really help facilitate our evolution, our transformation, and our healing. I usually have so much I want to share with you and give you because my deep desire for you is that you are happy, is that you find your true, authentic happiness and fulfillment. And I know that sitting in the silence, especially when one is attuned into this beautiful, vast, interconnected presence that we all are, that is really the, what it, that's the true teaching. That's the true, that's the light of transformation and healing. It is intrinsically what we are. It's intrinsically what everything is. It's intrinsically what we've always been. Our attitude about coming to satsang or whatever you want to call this, um, or meditating or practicing. It's interesting how that will evolve over time as you begin and develop in your practice, in your discovery, in your learning. <clears throat> some of the things I thought I would share with you are just some perspectives that are helpful, I think, can be helpful, that practice is like putting oil in machinery. It doesn't create the machine. It doesn't make the machine run. It doesn't produce the products of the machine. It simply may help it run more smoothly. <laughs> may not. Another image I like is of a taking a glass and scooping a glass of river of murky river water that's brown and filled with sediment, whatever. Taking it and there it is and you put it on the table and you just let it sit there and eventually the sediment settles out and there's clarity. And clarity is what we need to be able to see without our fears in the way, without our trauma in the way, without our needs in the way, without our frustrations in the way, without our hopes in the way. Clear seeing is not something you can do. It's not something you can practice. Clear seeing is the result 
can be the result of practice. When you have awakened or had a glimpse or a taste of your true nature, which is really true for all of us, even though we may not even know it, Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it amuses me. I'm sorry. I apologize, but it is amusing for me. <laughs> there was somewhere I was going. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> okay. I get excited, you know. I'm like a little kid sometimes. Probably a lot. Um That spark within you, your essential light, your beingness, your aliveness has gotten your attention one way or another. That's why we're here, each and every one of us. And we have each and every one of us has our own unique story about it. There is no uniformity in the in transformation and healing. It's uniquely individual and authentic. This is very important to understand if you're utilizing techniques and practices and so forth coming here so you don't get caught in and trapped by what you've heard, by what you've read, by what you believe, by what you've experienced in belief. The experience was or is. The mind naturally creates and the ego and the emotional structure and all but the survival mechanism naturally creates meaning all the time about things. Is it really true? Relatively speaking, only and probably only temporarily. <laughs> That's why when the world flips like it has, it's pretty difficult and, and often catastrophic. even in my own family, as you know, for those of you who know. And so recently, my mother-in-law died of COVID. And tragically, sadly. Horribly, actually. Life forces us, our our guiding force within us, the truth of us, forces us to evolve. And sometimes it does great harm and damage in the process. But we're learning, we all, each and every one of us are learning. To, to return to our original nature and to heal our trauma, to allow our trauma to be healed and for us to regain connection with ourselves deeply, profoundly, 
on all levels, each other and the planet. Because we're not separate at all. None of us are, and we're not separate from Mother Earth either. Not really. So a friend of mine who's a teacher of trauma therapists, therapists who work with trauma in their patients, shared a beautiful, beautiful insight that I have found quite helpful to hear and know, and and I'm going to share with you. You probably already know this, but trauma takes our humanity away from us. And so when we practice, when we come here and we stop and the sediment settles and we start to have clarity, we can, the wounds can be more painful because now we're truly feeling them. And the pain is a call to your pure attention to bring loving compassion to those sensations and feelings and even historical experiences, however you experience them. So true practice is ultimately to sit is ultimately a a self-healing practice. It isn't that you heal yourself or that you clear your trauma, but rather you become conscious of in a way that you haven't before. And the presence that we are is infinite spaciousness and light. And that spaciousness is the space that allows what was not possible before for healing and becoming more unified in your true nature, which is what we call the integration of awakening or the integration of enlightenment. Enlightenment and awakening are completely natural flowerings of our of our of our human nature. It isn't something that we make happen or do by any practices or beliefs. They're natural flowerings that happen. Just because we awaken or have enlightenment, there's no guarantee of integration at all. None. It will, for many people, give them access to power. And that's a very dangerous situation. <laughs> because power without integrity without a balanced state of mind is dangerous and very seductive. So be careful of how you perceive that as it emerges in you and as you perceive it in others. So you don't get seduced into exacerbating trauma. A friend of mine who's a, we've been friends for many decades, and he's a healer and a teacher of healers. And also, like all of us, has been on a very profound spiritual journey a lot of his life. We're talking about the abuse of power and authority and with spiritual teachers and so forth. And he said, yes, when somebody has power, it's actually, it's the reason to not trust, <laughs> to be really careful 
we often when there's power, we naturally trust because we go, oh, this is it. This is I feel so good being in this in this amazing field of presence. I feel the love and they're so brilliant and articulate. And that's when you need to be more careful. That you don't project onto that a belief. Or hear them tell you how enlightened they are or whatever. And I'm speaking of this because I know there are those of you here who have been very traumatized by people in who have had have been given authority one way or another in the in the true authentic search as you are for healing and transformation. And we are all learning together in this journey. I'm a student like you are learning all the time. There is no one who's better than anybody else on this path. There's nobody who's more enlightened than anybody. All that is ridiculous ego nonsense. There are people who have been very fortunate that their awakenings and enlightenments have really integrated and, and that they are loving, caring, authentically trustworthy people. And thank goodness we can, these people are around, you know, and you are one of them. You are one of those people who is also letting the natural movement of healing and freedom emerge into your foreground of being. Being here helps clarify perception. And it helps attune one to the true resonance of who you are, which is not separate from me or anybody else or anything else. That's why we feel this energy and this connectedness with those who are sensing it right now, here. The presence, which is, there is no ownership, there's no boundaries. There's no one who is present. And yet presence is what we all fundamentally are. Because I speak both relatively in language and I also speak absolutely in terms of language, I don't get into all of the mess with <laughs> trying to change the language so you know, oh, he's speaking now about ultimate reality and now he's speaking about relative reality. It may confuse you a little bit and it may sound a little bit contradictory sometimes because of that. But I don't want to waste time with that because I know that as you find your way, it will be obvious the difference and the distinction. Because they're not really separate, actually. There is no separation. And yet the way our mind thinks and the way we live is separate, experienced as and in very many ways is completely separate.
you know, when I have a bite of chocolate, you're not necessarily going to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, you might. <laughs> if you're really empathetic, <laughs> you might actually go, wow. Mm. Yeah, you might actually have what we call empathetic joy, which is wonderful, where you take great pleasure in others' fulfillment. That's pretty high level humanity. How rare is that? Rare. We usually see someone else and go, oh, I want that. I don't have that. I lack that. I'm lacking. I'm not enough. The areas of yourself that are unconscious, that are protected, that are shut down, are traumatized. Being in this environment will begin to help heal the trauma and release the energy of that and help you find more fulfillment and freedom. It can be very difficult to be here, I know that. Whether I'm not just speaking here in this room right now, even though I can see for some of you, you can't even sit still. You can't even just be here and be present. That's okay. I'm not judging. I'm just acknowledging it. To be with yourself and pay attention. And see if you can just be uncomfortable and not fix it. If you can just feel what you're feeling and not figure it out. If you can just surrender to the one who is suffering, notice how that is, even if it's for a split second, to stop, to stop struggling with what is. I um, just want to apologize for those who I probably won't get to today on the list. Um, I'm not always able to reach everybody uh, with our time frame, um, but I'll do my best. And I, and I just hope that if you don't get called on, you can use that as an opportunity to just tune into what it is you're really wanting and needing so that you can bring attention to that in yourself and notice the longing or the desire or whatever it is in you that's reaching out that's wanting something uh, just to be with that not to judge it but just to have it be an opportunity often people find in our meetings that whatever it was that was up for them gets answered resolved shifted something often happens 
So stay in your inner process here and don't let the interactions distract you from your deep attention. Um, it's okay if you get sidetracked or distracted, of course, we're just human nature, that's just human nature. But then just gently come back and notice that, oh, wow, now you're even more open and present. So even going in and out is a good thing to allow that to happen. So I'd like to start with uh, Michael Hardiman. Let me uh, adjust. Hang on, Michael, just a second. I have to adjust my screen here and in your video. Great. I'm all ready. Oh, hello, John. Good Hi, good to nice to see you. So I was listening to one of your taped satsangs recently, mm -hmm. and you use the expression getting out of the driver's seat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't recommending you do that while you're driving. <laughs> I didn't think that. What's the um, question? But I know that Adia has talked has spoken about getting into the passenger seat, and I thought it might have been a similar thought. And so mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little on what you take getting out of the driver's seat to be. Okay, well, I, who knows what I was saying back then, Michael, I have no idea. Sure. But why don't we sit together and I'll tune in with you. Okay. So just let yourself relax and be comfortable. Yeah. Oh. Let me rephrase that for you. I think the term being in the driver's seat is more a kind of I don't, I never can, I don't know what the difference between analogy and metaphor, maybe it's analogy, you would know, you could tell me. Um, <laughs> but it's really more a description of being in control. Because when you're in the driver's seat and you're holding on to the wheel, you are in control and you should be, otherwise you're dangerous. So there's appropriate times to be in the driver's seat and to be in control, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a kind of being in the driver's seat when we're in control that's in the way. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, so you don't get out of the driver's seat. So this is this is where I want to correct that statement. And I appreciate you bringing it up. Actually, is that this is this, you can't do that. Okay, what you can what you can do is to bring attention to the fact that you're gripping the steering wheel for dear life. Mm -hmm. Or in, and I mean that metaphorically, that you're in, that you're protecting yourself, that you're defended, that you're uh, in resistance, in reaction, in aversion, whatever, in some kind of um, relative traumatic environment. Because when you're free of all trauma, you're at peace in it, and you're at one with all, with everything. Okay, so mm -hmm. I think that that and i think what i meant because he and i are close and we talk that um, i no offense Aj, if i'm getting it wrong but <laughs> but i would say that if he was saying that my guess is that it really means to be able to observe 
to be a, an observer, to be a, um, uh, a witness is a old term used a long time, right? In the scriptures and things to be able to be present. It's what I was instructing at the beginning of our satsang was how to truly be present, but not mm, dominating, not pushing, not making the pain go away, not trying to get comfortable. But yes, adjust your seat and then just be there, even if it's, you know, if you have to make an adjustment, you make an adjustment, it's fine. But, you know, at some point, we're always trying to get away from what we don't want, what we don't want to feel. And so practice is to bring attention to what we've been avoiding. And often what we're completely unconscious of is being in control, being in the driver's seat. So, so when we bring attention to that, when we bring awareness to it, naturally something gets informed deeply, profoundly. We don't make transformation happen, but when we practice, we facilitate the natural integration of consciousness into matter. Evolution is the constant integration of uh, evolution is the constant integration of consciousness into matter. That's when we that's why awareness of awareness or presence, which we have here very profoundly, it's really, I could just turn on the zoom and we could just sit here for two hours and I could say nothing and it would be probably maybe more effective and maybe <laughs> except it won't be great for podcasts and transcriptions. <laughs> It might be good for podcasts if people are hip to that. But honestly, our minds, which are usually so dominating and control, need to be distracted by someone like me so that the presence can actually be, can come to the surface. It's really a setup. <laughs> so when I heard this, I started just well watching what i was doing as i was doing and uh, being aware of carrying out the actions but not needing to think about what i was doing because i was just doing it yeah free yeah it's just it's just chopping wood carrying water yeah but there's no one doing it oh yeah that's freedom when we're just in fully engaged in life and there's that's 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 really what that's full aliveness that's that's how we're meant to live right fundamentally yeah so i found i could do what i was doing without well with something like without being in the driver's seat yeah of course oh yeah mostly yeah and mostly thinking isn't required either <laughs> unless you're a professor <laughs> and you're forced to have to do that i'm sorry you get paid for thinking what can i say it's a different thinking it is it is and what's so interesting is that you have a deeper true understanding and that what i've always said with you when we've talked is how extraordinary it is that you have the sort of knowledge that you do knowledge base that you do that's quite extraordinary 
in that regard. And yet now you can see it through the filter if you or you can see it clearly from your own learning and discovery, authentic learning and discovery. <laughs> then when you read Thoreau or whoever you go, oh, yeah, they got it. Yeah. It's obvious or, you know, uh, um, um, Joseph Campbell, he obviously got it. You know what I mean? It's like when you read and when you, when you have gotten it, so to speak, when you are aware of awareness or know your true self, then when you read someone else or you see someone else's art or listen to someone else's music, it's, it's obvious if they're tuned in or not. Yeah. Yeah. Good to, good to be with you. Good talking to you. Thank you so much. Okay, let's come back to the whole group and um, sit for a few minutes before I go to the next person. In a, in a minute or so, I'll, I'll work with Phil, uh, Phil McGar. And, but I just wanted to say that, you know, our natural state is to be open-hearted and radiant. That's our true nature. It isn't something we have to achieve or be good enough for. It's actually how we are when we're healed and clear and integrated. We're naturally open-hearted when we're not in fight or flight, when we're not in cope, survival coping mode. We are naturally open-hearted and we are naturally radiant, beautiful beings, every one of us. It's our nature to be like that. To think that it's somehow not who we are, that we somehow have to achieve that is completely a misunderstanding of the truth. Okay. Phil, let me adjust my screen. And hey. Hey, John. So I've been one of those people who's not been able to sit with myself. Okay. I've had a hard time. I don't know if it's like unprocessed trauma. I was just sitting with it. Mm -hmm. And um, in this last sit, and there's a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. um, down sort of in the lower maybe the second so chakra okay and it's just like this buzzing intensity mm -hmm. um which was interesting because i you know i didn't really think of it as just sort of a lot of energy it seems sort of intoler intolerable for me to sit with okay and and then i can feel in my heart a lot of activation too um, well, you know, the second and fourth chakra are meant to be connected. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people have had that connection, you know, sort of severed temporarily, but that could be reconnecting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems it's been with me for a long time, I think. And it's, I don't know if it's being act more energies come into my system and it's being activated or what's going on, but let's sit together. Um, 
Yeah. Good. Thank you for sharing that. So sometimes it's, you know, before we sit together, maybe I'll say a few things, you know, sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes we're just, it's just too much energy or it's too much intensity feeling, whatever. And that's when we just have to find whatever works to help us cope, deal, clear. Um, and I have, you know, like everyone here tried anything and everything. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, you know, you want to get some relief from the suffering and, and, and just sitting and meditating isn't going to do it. Or even being here isn't going to, you know, I mean, it's not. And so if you need to, if you need to get relief, get relief. Just be careful how you're getting relief, because that can be a slippery slope, as you well know. (laughs) And so this is this is where we learn to be very balanced in our approach and how we take care of ourselves. I think what's really important about what you're sharing is that you're basically saying it's too much for me right now. And I don't like it. In fact, I, you, yeah, there you go. See? And so I, <laughs> this is good. This is, you know, in this environment, as you well know, and you know me quite well, uh, we've known each other for years, that I'm somebody who invites people to express their absolute, you know, frustration and rage and discomfort because you don't want to just try to be in this spiritual identity fantasy of some perfect human being which never existed and never will exist and doesn't exist so anybody who believes that nonsense is going to find out sooner or later that's not true so it's important to say i hate this i can't stand it i hate being here fuck you john whatever doesn't matter because i'm you know it's good to let it out it's good to express the frustration. And maybe that's why your jaw is so tight. Yeah, is that you have you have been programmed to shut up. (laughs) You know, I was Yeah, I, I fought back in my traumatic, abusive, brutal upbringing, I fought back. Um, but a lot of people get crushed or just cope or say, okay, I have to, I can't speak my truth. But part of our healing and as human beings, which we need to do that work is to be able to express our feelings in a way that's not harmful to ourselves or others. So I encourage people to explore anything that supports them that can work that way, therapeutic techniques, anything that can help with that. Uh, and, and that helps. So I think what's really important is that you said very curtly, interestingly, that it was <laughs> too much, that you didn't like it or however your words were. How did you describe what's going on down there? I don't know. I mean, now that you mention it's like, is it already it dissipating? It's overwhelming. I mean, no, it is over. There is like a sense of just the energy being overwhelming, like constantly being driven and wanting to pushing me to do something just to be yeah. not being settled in my body. Oh, thank you. Well, that then I think is says a lot about what you what your inner mirroring is telling you to pay attention to the one who is pushing. It's not even that you're you're not only in the driver's seat, you got your foot jammed on the gas pedal. 
<laughs> so that's what you want to be with. So let your eyes close. Well, can I say one thing first? Anything. Sure, of course. So, yeah, I think one thing, to, the thing that you brought up about my jaw and, and shutting myself up um, comes from, I mean, I, I have like such a privileged life you know, such a lucky, I'm so lucky in so many ways. And so when I look around the world, I see it doesn't feel like my complaints don't feel valid in a way, I think, because I see so many people who have actual real shit going on in their life, real things. I, I mean, my life is like so easy, relatively speaking, in so many ways. And I get, you know, I get what I want so easily so many times that, uh, well, you're lucky. You know, you're lucky, but don't let that be that that's a that could also be a very <laughs> clever, unconscious way to avoid. Yeah. You just say, oh, well, other people are suffering. I'm not really sad. I mean, I'm I have an easy life. I'm privileged. I'm you know, I'm lucky. I, I have an easy. Yeah, but yeah, but you're suffering. Yeah. Everybody I know and work with who's very privileged, extraordinarily privileged. They're not not free of suffering. They may be very comfortable and they may have a lot of options that most of us don't have. That's true. But it doesn't it doesn't free them from this journey at all. If anything, it numbs them out in a way that is easier to 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 avoid one's responsibility. Yep. So here you are. And you know what's really awesome is that you told the truth here in a group. That's beautiful that you could be honest about that. I'm I, I'm very touched by that, actually. Because I think what it really says is that, you know, that, that what really works in our healing is to simply tell the truth and then to be with the pain. So let your eyes close and be with the one who's trying to get ahead or trying to get it all done or trying to fix the world or whatever you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Feel that pushing. And then just gently relax, be in your breathing, you just feel the breathing. Let your breath breathe naturally down in your belly. Let your pelvic floor relax. That's probably a good area for you to pay attention to, especially if you've got a lot of buildup in your second chakra. Let be aware of your hip sockets. You might even want to do this, not right this minute, but later lying down on a, on a yoga mat. Flat on your back with your arms out, savasana posture, corpse pose for yoga practitioners. Yeah. So you're open. You're not you're not controlling anything. You're more in a vulnerable position, like a baby on its back. Yeah, I'm getting an expansion on that. I would recommend that you do that later. And be aware, bring attention into your hip sockets, your legs, so and your feet, so energy goes down. Be aware in your, and then be aware on the pelvic floor, which is basically the base of the pelvis. It's where the, you know, anal region, all that is, is you want to be aware that most people are very tight down there. The first chakra. That's better. 
Good. That's better. You feel a difference? Yeah, good. See, now things are integrating a little more. So you experiment with where you put attention. We don't make these changes. We just, we participate by where we put attention. That we do have, that's, that's why practice is so extraordinarily fascinating and constantly anew. We don't make the healing and the transformation happen, but we do give attention. And where we put attention, energy goes there instantly, even if it's we're thinking about someone else or something else. That's where the energy goes. There, now you're more present. So we have a natural propensity to not even be present in our own being. We're constantly externalized. So practice like being here helps us really arrive more and more and more fully as you are right now. Can you feel it? Good. That's much better. Yeah, now I feel your heart center starting to integrate more. Wow, beautiful. Good. Yeah, you're not relaxing the pelvic floor. You're just being aware of it. That's all. You know, even if it's just visual or a thought, it doesn't matter. The pelvic floor knows you're putting attention there. And that's, you don't have to, don't try to relax anything. Relaxation happens naturally. Letting go happens naturally in our nervous system. We just give attention. Relaxing happens by itself. Letting go happens by itself. The emergence of presence and the deepening of the presence happens by itself. The heart opening and becoming more loving and radiant happens by itself. Truly moving into inner peace, which is our nature, happens by itself. And it's wonderful. That's it. Yes. Good. <laughs> How are you? Better. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah. Okay. I'll go back to the whole, you know, Mimi, I'll work with you in a minute, but let's just sit all as a group for a few minutes and then I'll go to Mimi. I'll, I'll sit with Mimi and work with Mimi. Okay, Mimi. Beautiful. Hello, John. Hi. Good to see. Very nice. Let me adjust the picture so I'm looking right at you. Okay. Good to see you. How are you? Um, well, the topic is really informative because I feel like I'm in the driver's seat and I'm just kind of pissed off about it. And what I'm experiencing is... Um, not being able to breathe. Is that a dog barking or something? I'm just a little bit, I can't quite hear you. I'm not quite able to breathe. Oh. Um, so. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, what happened is I had a stroke three months oh. ago. 
Oh. And um, I was on a lot of meds and it came to the point that um, <clears throat> I just told my, my doctor that I didn't want to go on. I'd rather just go and be on the other side. And um, so luckily she took me off a lot of the beta breakers that were keeping me um, just alarmed. And um, keeping you how? Alarmed. Oh, yeah. Alarmed. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, so I think I'd like to sit with you. Absolutely. Because it helps. It helps a lot. Of course, Mimi. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry for Thank what you're you, going Jim. through. Thank you. Just allow yourself to be here, noticing whatever is present. That's good. I can feel you becoming more present. Can you tell? Yes. Good. So pay attention to that opening into presence. And don't think about it. Don't try. Just allow that to happen. Yes, you have a natural attunement. Good. Gently being aware of breathing. Gently being aware of body. And then just being open in this presence. That's it. As you give attention to the presence, it will naturally open by itself. We don't make that open, but there's a way in which we are, we give ourselves to it fully. It's what's meant by surrendering. It's not a psychological surrender. That's the wrong understanding. It's a kind of well, you'll understand this deep dive into the infinite. That's it. You just leap. You leap off into the beautiful, extraordinary waters. That's it. Yes. That's it. The beautiful, extraordinary, infinite waters of your true big heart. You keep bringing attention to that expansiveness in the heart center that's happening. That's it. And just let it keep guiding you. Beautiful. Beautiful. You're coming home, truly. What a beautiful spirit you are, Mimi a beautiful, loving spirit you have always been. Okay, thank you, John. Thank you, you are so welcome. Take really good care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, lots of love to you. Love to you too. Thanks, okay. Just take a minute to recalibrate, refresh your browser, so to speak, internal browser, <laughs> if it's gotten 
a little too sort of cluttered. Come back to the simplicity of just your breath if your mind is busy, too busy. Redirect your attention gently just to listening, to sensing, to being. I can tell you're listening very, very deeply today. It's beautiful how the, how our gathering has become more and more alive with light and presence. Beautiful work, good work, everyone. It's really been wonderful to be with you today and I want to thank those who worked with me and thought there were some very deep and beautiful teachings, interactions with those. And I'm sorry I didn't get to Gigi and Charlie, Marie and Ben. Maybe next time when we have satsang next week, uh, next Saturday, and then I'll be off until the 4th of December. And just so you, if you're interested, the three-day retreat, if you didn't hear it earlier, is January 21st to 23rd, just to remind you. Um, you, know the, you know the saying, the proof's in the pudding? It's such a good saying because we often want instant results, John. Like, come on, I want to feel better. Like, I'm forking out my 20 bucks, and I'm here for two hours sitting still, and it's really hard. And I want to feel better, and I don't feel better. I feel worse. So what's the point? And um, <laughs> you know, practice isn't about getting a result. It's about developing the ability, as we were talking about today, is bringing attention to what is. The proofs in the pudding. You'll see over time, as I'm sure you have, the, the benefits. I was, you know, I've been on so many retreats. I lived, I was a monk for years, decades, you know, I did decades of very intensive full-time practice. And uh, I learned early on that you can't prepare for a retreat and you can't know whether it's going to be great or horrible or what, you know, and how it's going to end up being. And I, I'd always look, you know, I, I would just go on retreat, just be on retreat like I just did. And, and I was very interested to see how it would be when I got back, because that's when you really begin to see the benefits of your hard work, actually. You, not that you made that happen, but somehow the commitment to yourself. People even tell me that when they make the appointment to come and see me privately, often a lot of the stuff that was going on gets cleared up before they have the appointment. I said, yeah, it kind of works like that. I said, I think we're going to start just setting it up like that, where you don't even have to have the appointment. You just make the appointment and you pay for it and then it works. And then you don't even have to come to the appointment. 
I could work with a lot more people that way. I think it'd be actually really beneficial. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, so take wonderful care of yourselves. Lots of love to each and every one of you. Um, the miracle of our unfolding and our healing is, is happening every moment, whether we are aware of it or not. And I know that you are learning and discovering that more and more, and it's a great privilege and honor and joy to be with you. Take wonderful care and happy trails is lots of love and bye for now.